A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Your voice is beautiful. Don't even. Sing to me with your dulcet tones. Go on. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing because it'll be fucking Michael Bublé no okay actually do you know what we'll just carry on let's not do Michael no it's not worth it mate welcome to Upfront Dan Under I'm Clyde Morgan and I'm Rachel O'Sullivan what a World Cup this is panning out to be. Today, the Philippines made history with their first ever win at a Women's World Cup as they out-underdogged the underdogs from the first day, New Zealand. That is a mouthful. We wow. react to that and now every team has played at least once in the tournament and we discuss which team has impressed us the most so far. Germany looking very, very scary let's be honest. Uh, we also discuss our first look at Linda Caicedo on the world stage and look ahead to Ireland's big return to action tomorrow. It is the summer of the underdogs, isn't it, Rach? I mean, there's been some absolutely killer performances. The Philippines, Vietnam, Ireland, just to name a few. Costa Rica, I thought, had a really good uh, really good performance as well. Really good innings. But let's start first off with the Philippines. They got their first ever win at a Women's World Cup, beating the co-host New Zealand 1-0. I mean, very different story from last week for New Zealand. New Zealand were the underdogs last week, obviously walked away with the three points. This week, they were the favourites and have not got the points. So... What do you think happened? Because this was a this was not how they expected things to go. Do you know what? I feel like it was trademark New Zealand. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a high and a low. Um, <laughs> the Philippines are just first World Cup, first goal, first win. I mean, bang, 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 job done. Um, I was watching that and I was like, do you know what? I want. I really want to score a World Cup goal because it just looks like the best fucking thing ever. It's just the celebrations I saw with Colombia beforehand, the joy, the excitement, like everyone just running to the bench, the whole bench is involved. It just looks like the best thing ever. And I think with the fans in the in the stadium as well have really been making the difference. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty magical. That's what you love about World Cups are these stories. Like, yes, you always remember who wins a World Cup. But, you know, when I look back at 2019, a standout moment for me was when Thailand scored their, their goal against Sweden. And it was just, suddenly we were all Thailand fans and it was the best thing ever. And it just felt a bit like that, you know, you, you were rooting for the Philippines. Um, I know it sucks that it's against uh, a host nation, which isn't ideal. But look, they already got their three points. Let's let's give Philippines a chance. Um, let them get the three points. Uh, and of course, you know, just good performances, goalkeeper and other outstanding performances. And you must love that. Every time you see a goalkeeper having a good game, you must be like, yes. I just feel um, a little bit validated and vindicated. Because um, I think, um, I mean, especially with the nations that haven't competed at this level so much before. And I think goalkeeping is always one of those things that kind of gets the, le- the least investment, the least attention, the least focus. Um, 
over the outfield players. And I think um, what we've seen in this tournament, whether it's been, you know, your Vietnams or whether it's been your USAs, it's been absolutely outstanding, you know, penalty saves and just, you know, great footwork. I mean, what I've seen a lot of actually um, that has massively improved in international tournaments is is keepers coming out to claim and to, uh, and to punch balls away. And I think credit to them. But I mean, the Philippines, I think... They are a side that everyone was expecting just to be absolutely stamped on. No offence to the Philippines. I mean, when you're coming up against, you know, really strong competition, you know, teams that have been in World Cups before, have been in international major tournaments. And the first game for the Philippines, I mean, they had roughly around, I think it's about 20, 25% of the possession. This game, again, they had 31% of the possession. So they've actually, what I've started to see is they've become more and more comfortable out of possession, just allowing teams to, you know, to have the ball uh, a lot more, but also you know, not get themselves too panicked. There's no pressure on them. There's no pressure on the Philippines to progress in this in this competition in the same way that, you know, New Zealand might be. So, and I think when you kind of look at, you know, the chances that they had, I mean, New Zealand in this game had 16 shots, four shots on target. The Philippines had four shots, one on target, and then converted the only chance that they had. That's the same that percentage. First, they had their first shot on target of the entire tournament and scored. So, you know, if you're talking about, you know, clinicalness in World Cups, I mean... The Philippines are by far now 100% the most clinical team <laughs> in the World Cup, which no one foresaw. Okay, so Philippines breaking records in all types of ways. Um, I mean, the manager called it one of the most special wins in the history of the sport. And I think you could tell from the celebrations that this meant so much to them, but also, you know, massive commiserations for New Zealand. I mean, Rach, have you seen the offside call? Did you see the controversy? Yes, around, oh my God. And I was watching that and I was that? like... I tell you what, when I first saw it in real time, I was like, she's offside. Because I think the TV only panned to her after the ball had been sent. And mm-hmm. in which at that time, she'd gone ahead of her defender. And I was like, she's offside. And then when they eventually, because they took a while to show the replay. And we were all sitting there going, what's going on? They showed like a kind of basic replay. And even then we were like, she still doesn't look offside. And it was only a couple of minutes in that they finally showed it with like lines and bits and bobs and like a shoulder on a forehead and her ear were like ever so slightly <laughs> offside, which reminded me of the Ellen White toe during the USA semi-final in 2019. Um, my God, that's how close New Zealand came, which is absolutely insane. But technically, technically speaking, the correct call. Yes. I mean, te- I mean, you have to draw a line somewhere. Okay. There has to be a, a backstop. Um, but I did think, I mean, there is a really funny graphic on the Athletics um, Insta page and it is literally just her ear over the line. <laughs> and I just think... You can <laughs> score with it, Chloe. It counts. <laughs> In what world? Is that an advantage? <laughs> but... But the rules are the rules, all right? So, you know, you have you do have to have a line somewhere. So I kind of get it. Um, so looking at that group now, I mean, we've got... That's, so Group A, you've got Switzerland at the top with uh, four points. They've played twice. New Zealand, uh, the second team, they've got three points. They've played twice. And then the Philippines, who have played twice on three points as well. And Norway on a single point. So that group is very Wide much... Open wide open with a very good chance that the Philippines might be making it through to... Philippines and Switzerland. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> be amazing. That is mad. So you've got... So what we've got up next, we've got Norway uh, versus the Philippines and then Switzerland versus New Zealand. So, yeah, big games to watch out for. Moving on swiftly to an incredibly weird game um, starting off from the sort of initial drama that unfolded um switzerland norway um 
Yeah, I mean, it was a weird one because we sort of saw the... First off, let's talk about the lineup because I got wind that Ingrid Engen and uh, Caroline Graham Hansen were not going to be part of the starting lineup, but we couldn't kind of get a valid take on whether that was just sort of like a spicy bit of news or it was a bit of drama or whatever. But then obviously the team lineups came out. Caroline Graham Hansen, Rach, talk to me. Why on earth would you leave out that player from your starting 11 in a game that is clearly very important to you in terms of getting out of the group stages? I, I mean, I can't find a reason. I I don't understand it. Um, you know, and it's all very strange because she then came out afterwards speaking to Viaplay and said that there's a lot I want to say, but which you may have to bite down on. I feel I've been stepped on for a year. Nice. Um, yeah. Dramatic, very Shakespearean. Yeah. People talk all the time about standing together as a team and a nation, but I feel that in the last year I've just accepted and it is not like you should get anything for free in this life, but certain respect I thought I had earned... Uh, and, and it says as well, the uh, Jante Law, which uh, Sophie Lawson, excellent journalist and has experience in Scandinavian Nordic countries, is has explained that it's a little bit like the status quo, the way the way you do things in mm-hmm. in uh, Norway. Is clear, and she says the Jante Law is clearly strong in Norway, and I think that's a little bit like you don't buck against the status quo. You're very kind of reserved. You don't put your head above the parapet, kind of thing. Right, um, okay. So. I, which is obviously what she is doing. Um, there's something not right there, you know, obviously with her coming out and saying that, but even before the game, we saw Ada Hegeberg, she warmed up, she stood in the tunnel, she came out the tunnel, she sang the anthem, she did the little sprints beforehand, then got in the huddle with the team where they all do the one, two, three or whatever. And at the end of it, she just walked down the tunnel. She didn't say anything. She just walked down the tunnel. And the footage of that, the player, some of the players were kind of a bit like, where the fuck's she gone? Mm-hmm. Um, and it then came out... <laughs> like, just the toilet or has she done an ACL? You know Anything like, in between. Um, the commentator kept saying she had an illness. I think Norwegian Federation said that she'd picked up a niggle in her groin. I think Ada Hegeberg yep. herself has come out and said she felt something in the sprint after the anthem. Mm-hmm. All very strange. And then Mysterious. for Carla Graham Hansen to come out, yeah, post-match and say this. Look, <clears throat> we spoke about this in the last pod. They've got some of the best players in the world and they're failing on the international stage. And the Euros, they were probably one of the big disappointments. I mean, you know, we've not gotten that far in this World Cup, right? But they've uh, lost and they've drawn. Um, They've got the Philippines next. They could potentially still get out the group. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's clearly some concerns there. We've seen what happened with Ada Hegeberg in the past, standing up to the Federation. I guess maybe many thought things had changed and maybe that may not be the case because it seems that there's still maybe a little bit of you know, a few disgruntled heads in there. And it makes you wonder how are they, how is that going to be reacted to in terms of coaching and who's going to start? And could that be a reason Carolyn Graham Hansen didn't? Um, and we've, it's, it's such a shame because again, this is not something these players should be concerning themselves with. They should be able to just focus on football. And that just never seems to be the case. No, and I think, um, I mean, when you kind of look at Norway's performance in that game, I mean, the first 20 minutes, they were clearly affected by the lack of Ada being there. Um, and I think because like she didn't seem to communicate, like you said, like what was really going on. I mean, the camera the camera people, like the commentators, lost their bloody minds. They were just like, <laughs> okay, she's walked back down the tunnel. No one's given us information. She might just need a poo or she might be fucking severely <laughs> injured. Like, it just be, it could be anything at this Could stage. you imagine? 
Turns out she had the shits. She's fine. She's coming on now. No. Fuck's sake, Look, Even Ballon d'Or's winners lead a poo every now and again, right? Jesus right? has descended into chaos already. We're like 10 minutes in, Chloe. Just for context to our listeners, we are recording this at half 10 at night. It is very late. Me and Rachel have had very long days, so... It has become up front, down under, late at night for all the wrong reasons. Oh. So I'll bring it back on track. But Moving what off I wanted that topic. to say <laughs> was that actually, well, actually keep on the same thing. Norway had a bit of a shitter. See what I did there? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what? We've had Emma Hayes bring it up before in the past. She's talked about players' digestive troubles. Um, I didn't expect us to be doing it. Uh, yet here we are. Slightly different, slightly different ways. Um, but I've got, you know, when you look at, I think we've said this before, when you look at Norway's lineup, you know, you've got Marnum, you've got Wrighton, you've got Marmieldi, you're, you're supposed to obviously have Hegeberg and like find out like where she's Girl gone. Wrighton. Yeah, and it's just, it's just madness that this is a team who just completely just don't know how to perform together. Um, but yeah, I think it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't look to me like it was an injury because the way that she walked off, she looked very uninjured, but that can sometimes be the way. But we also did see her at the end of the game. She was part of the post-match huddle. She was with the squad. Um, and again, she looked very uninjured. But it'll be very interesting to see if anything comes out of that because that could be some big old breaking news if she has decided to just, I don't know, go on another um, exile from international football for whatever reason. I was just going to say, I really hope it's not the case. I really hope that it turns out that she just pulled her groin and she's fine and she'll be back and everything will be grand. Like she's tweeted that she hurt herself during that little sprint after the anthems, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, sure, maybe that is the case. Fine. Um, it's just when you have Caroline Graham Hansen come out afterwards, um, it just makes you question things. But like I said, I just hope that there's not dis- dis- more problems in, in camps because we have enough of them now at this World Cup. And I just, <laughs> I'm sick of it now. These players, these players, they should just be focusing on the biggest tournament of their lives. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I think we are a millennia away from being like from having any kind of like international women's tournament where there is not just like some internal chaos and like I think from a media perspective obviously this being my first like role as an editor in an international women's tournament it is <laughs> Deep constant end. I don't sleep anymore because there are so many bits of drama going on. I feel like you're not only in the deep end, but someone just has their their hand on your head and they're just holding you under the water going, swim, Chloe, swim. Literally this. (laughs) Can you just clip this up? Because this is literally what's happening. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, let's bring it back. Because there are some other big Titans who are performing exactly like they're supposed to, exactly as expected. Germany and Brazil, very impressive. Uh, We've now obviously seen every single tournament play, but I would have to say that Germany, in their performance against Morocco, they picked up the three points in in such a convincing manner, 6-0. They looked absolutely bloody terrifying. And who was leading the way? Alexandra I don't know, Bloody Chloe. Pop. Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's a surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not see that coming. Uh, <laughs> Alex Pop is so lethal. I've lost her. I've lost her. Hold on. 
bring it back to the room. Bring it back in the room. <laughs> Alex Pop is, she's ridiculous. We knew this, we've known this. We know this for a long time. She showed it again in the Euros. Um, and, you know, obviously it benefited England that she was injured for the final. But, you know, seeing her back in a major tournament at her best, she's lethal. She's so lethal. And she's so lethal with her head. Like, those two headers as well were really different types of headers too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of them was really quite low. Um, and the power she gets in them. She's incredible. She's inevitable. Um, and, you know, she's just getting started, I feel like, in this in this major tournament. And I think everyone should be terrified. It's horrendous. I mean, the first goal came in the 11th minute. And from then on in, it just looked like the floodgates were going to open. And I felt so sorry for Morocco because every now and again, the coach kept sort of bringing one of the players to one side and sort of pointing and making gestures as if to say, OK, we're still in it. We still got it. And that was happening sort of like when the first goal went in, the second goal went in, third goal... And I think um, that was really the first time in the competition that we've seen a, you know, a, a side, a debutant get absolutely ripped apart by, um, you know, a big, a big dog, essentially. Zambia um, a little bit? I would say so. But I think Zambia still had, there was still a fighting spirit with Zambia. But this was and the And they'd more most, gone on, yeah. Yeah, Dominant. with Morocco, I think when that first goal went in, there was just like, yeah, you know, fuck it, this is... If we were never expected to win this one. We've just got to sort of make this, make sure this scoreline is quite reasonable. Um, after she scored her second goal, Alex Pop made a phone gesture and pointed to the sky. I mean, we've seen some very unusual, um, you know, things happening so far. We've had um, players doing like, uh, what's that? What's that thing where you you um, you go under the like a uh, limbo? Like a, uh, the limbo. We've had the limbo. Um, what else have we had? I don't I know. There's... I can't think of a single celebration that you're talking about. <laughs> but do no, tell there's... us about uh, tell us about Alexandra Pops because the best the best celebrations are the ones that need detailed explanations. <laughs> you're so right, and here it comes. So she explained after the gesture I use to celebrate my goal comes from ET when he wants to phone home. I phone home because we're a long way away from home. So obvious. They just love it when you explain a joke. Clearest thing. You look at that and you go, oh my God, that is obviously E.T. who loves to phone home. And obviously, she's miles away. Like just, it just comes to you like that. It's not a limbo. Look, That's far too complicated. This, who, you get it straight who away. Who are we to criticise the goal celebrations of one of the most clinical finishers in the world? Okay, so if she says that's what it is... That's sure. what it bloody well is, Rach, okay? Next time I want like charades or something, you know, three words. It's a film. <laughs> Sounds like... <laughs> Right, Benzina made history in this game. She didn't make it on in the end for Morocco, but she is the first player to wear a hijab on the World Cup stage. So congratulations. A big day of firsts, actually. We've also got, or we're moving on to shortly, uh, our first 16-year-old player, a youngest player in the tournament. But we'll talk about that in a second. Do you know what, Chloe? What? Go on. It's not fair. Why is it not fair? Because we're old? Because her name... Mm-hmm. Is Casey fair? Oh. No. No, okay. So I don't like that. So I thought you'd laugh at that. I thought we'd descend <clears throat> to that point where you'd laugh. No, okay. Anyway, she's 16 years old in like 20 days or something. So uh, it's, it's disgusting. And I feel old every time these kids come on and do amazing things. I just like, she's not even, Sheila just completed her GCSEs. Not even her A-levels. Not even her A-levels or degree. <laughs> you didn't her have GCSEs. to say that. Like, you didn't really that's... have to hammer it home. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she came on for uh, the South Korean side and she set a new record at 16 years and 26 days. 
Um, and she's not even attached to a club at all. Um, but I think we've got to speak about the Columbia game. Uh, I mean, I am just so impressed. Just so impressed with Columbia. Um, 2-0, picking up the points. And I've got to say, Casido, I mean, what on earth? What a, she's 18 years old. The history of this player, I mean, she yeah. at 15 years old, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, recovered from that. She made her first professional debut at 14. She's 18 years old, and I think she's got somewhere in the region of about 15 international caps. So, like, if you want to think about our lack of achievements in comparison to an 18-year-old, that's where it's at. I mean, that's crazy. Would you like me to make you feel worse? Uh, yeah go on then might as well 2022 oh, oh. under 17 world cup runner-up 2022 cup america runner-up 2022 cup america golden ball 2022 under 17 world cup silver ball and bronze boot 2023 world cup debut 2023 first world cup goal 18 <laughs> and that's her cv <laughs> that's it yeah so far <laughs> 18 my cv had on it uh, a few A-levels and at that point I was working in McDonald's prior to that I was working in Primark so that was my I CV had a paper 18. round I had a paper <laughs> round so. on a bike no I walked make it worse oh gosh okay right talk to me about Casido because I mean that performance was unreal I mean the second goal not the the most sparky goal but she also created her own luck and I've got to feel sorry for the South Korean goalkeeper because yeah. my god she flapped at it slash punched it it kind of like just about tippled over her hands into the back of the net and she wanted to she wanted the floor to absolutely ear up and I don't blame her do you know what it's a shame because the run up she kind of ran up the wing you know dodged a defender brought the ball out had a you know whipped it at goal kind of whipped it in the end at the keeper which was a shame because she parried it into her net if that had gone into the top corner it just would have been like unbelievable you wouldn't be talking about the goalkeeper you'd just be talking about her so you know slight shame uh that it ended up being a bit of a blunder from the goalkeeper but I tell you what the skill shown in the lead up to that goal um was frightening uh and very very exciting um and I think I think it was Flo Loy Chu's former pod friend uh, I think it was her who tweeted that she's so excited that like these kids are coming on the world stage and smashing it do you know what I mean like we've all been so excited to see them come on and play and are they gonna how are they gonna do on the world stage and to just see them flourish is incredible and it just makes you think in the next world cup where are they gonna be well, I mean, looking at that group, so that's Group H. They've got Germany, Colombia, South Korea and Morocco in that group. You've got Germany at the top with three points, uh, Colombia with three points as well, Korea, no points and Morocco, no points. So right now, <laughs> I mean, taking it on face value, uh, you've got Germany and Colombia progressing into the final 16, which is a very tasty little outcome. Um, another team that made a proper statement of intent yesterday were Brazil. I think this has got to be one of my favourite games, actually. Um, they beat Panama 4-0 and Ari Borges scored the first hat-trick of the tournament. I mean, you, the, the, the goal celebration, the first one that she scored, I mean, you could tell how much it meant to her. She knee slid into the corner. She was, you know, hands, hands to her face. She was crying. All of her teammates were surrounding her. It was just one of the most beautiful moments, I think. One of the most beautiful celebrations. Much better than the ET phone home, whatever the hell was going on um, with, with Pop. Um, it was her World Cup debut uh, and Marta replaced her in the second half. But this is a squad that has 11 players appearing in their first World Cup. I mean, 
this performance was very much kind of like Brazil through and through. It felt like very kind of ticky-tacky football, very fast-paced, very aggressive. It was spicy. It was everything that you kind of want from a game. And Panama just did not get a look in. I mean, Rachel, what were your thoughts? Do you think Brazil now look like tournament favourites from that? Well, I mean, it makes that group very bloody exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because obviously we had the France-Jamaica draw. So it feels like that group is is wide open. You know, that France-Brazil game, that Jamaica-Brazil game, are going to be so exciting. So obviously the story is about Borges, who, you know, you see her emotions after the first goal and she goes on and scores a bloody hat-trick. Um, but I thought Joao, I thought her her goal, like, just encapsulated Brazilian football. You had a back heel, then you had a cross, then it was knocked down, it was another back heel, and then she, like, puts it into the roof of the net. It was just proper flair and there were just bodies flying everywhere from Panama desperately trying to like keep the ball out and at the very last one there was just this one body that just kind of flew across um, <laughs> the player right at the end like in a kind of I know a I'm not going to get this but I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm going to try um, and I just thought that really rounded up the way that they played um, and the flair that we're used to seeing and of course Marta came on uh, and, and made an appearance as well which is amazing um, and there's a lovely clip from the fourth official as she's put up the board and even she's looking at her kind of like wow it's Marta um, and it just shows how she's transcended all areas of the sport uh, and I've got I'm going to the France-Brazil game and I, just, I, I could not be more excited it's going to be so tasty I've got to agree couldn't agree more that that Brazil-France is going to be an absolute matchup they take on each other on the Saturday obviously you've got a big game before that the Lionesses versus Denmark on the Friday which we're all looking forward to and will of course be covering um, but I mean France couldn't get past Jamaica in a nil-nil stalemate that marks the reggae girls' first ever point at a World Cup Rach, I'm going to have to get your thoughts and comments on this because unfortunately I was flying from uh, Brisbane to Sydney on a very delayed flight. Um, but at least I got there because obviously you had massive issues with your flight. So I'm just grateful that that happened. Um, I feel like we were on the same flight in the end because I remember landing and getting the iPad on so I could catch the last 15 minutes of this game. And even that was ridiculously exciting before we went back and, and uh, watched it watched it back. Um, but... <sighs> It just, these teams are doing things in spite of their federations, which I just Mm -hmm. think makes it all the more special. Um, You know, obviously had their first World Cup in 2019. I remember going to watch them play Australia, I think it was. Um, And to see how far they've come now. And to get not only your first point, but to get it against France, like, Mm -hmm. is incredible. Um, Obviously a massive shame to see... Bunny Shaw <laughs> lose her head a little bit right at the end already on a yellow card going in for that tackle on Wendy um, I thought she put on up a really interesting post on Instagram basically it was something along the lines of like a picture paints a thousand words or something along those lines and it was a picture of someone going in <laughs> studs up on her these, on her leg players. basically yeah and it was a real like you know it, she was like saying things without saying things um, but no I think they were all obviously very proud of their performance and I think it was Drew Spence who said you know they want to come out here and, and shock people and she thinks everyone's under underestimated them and she, that's just given them even more fuel uh, going forward because they're in a tough group right it's mm-hmm. a difficult group you've got Brazil and France for God's sake and they're like yeah cool we'll just take points off France no big deal um, so that game against Brazil is just I'm so I keep saying I'm so excited for all these different games but I'm just I'm, I'm so excited for all the games all the games you don't know what's going to happen and I think it has probably no. been the tightest uh, major international tournament that we've seen for quite some time Um but yeah, now Bunny Shaw obviously getting the uh, the red card. She will miss next uh, the next fixture, which is Panama. Panama, which is probably the best 
fixture to miss, to be fair. So well done, Bunny, on timing that red card <laughs> amazingly well. Uh, Rach, Ireland are back in action tomorrow, this time against Canada. How are you feeling, mate? You look nervous. As soon as I said Ireland, there was a change of demeanour about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Face dropped. I'm nervous. What, of course, what I'm are you nervous. Thinking? I mean, they're in the top ten. They are for like Olympic champions. Um, you know, we talk about Australia being the toughest team in this group, but Canada are just as hard. Um, I found it really interesting that a lot of the Canadian press in the media uh, at the press conference beforehand kept asking about the physicality. Nearly every question had something to do about the physicality of the Irish team, and I'm like, have you watched yourselves play ever? Because that's one of the words I'd use describing Canada would be they're a physical team. It's it's used as kind of a negative it's phrase. the most physical group though i reckon it's oh, the most yeah. physical and aggressive group by far i mean do you not feel a little bit buoyed by the fact that obviously canada and nigeria was a nil nil like i do feel like ireland have got like we're still in it like that's what you want in the second second group i think if the second team if one of those other teams had won and was on three points suddenly the mountain seems so much steeper so to know you're going in this into this game you know you've everything still to play for um is is definitely really exciting i just have that traditional kind of irish mindset where i like to lower my expectations so i'm not like disappointed uh and then if we do well isn't it just the most amazing thing so that's the way i'm looking at it i'm but i am hoping that you know the fact that they drew you know it gives them that kind of boost that they can do they can do something and i think it'll be a tight game um, I'm kind of concerned whether Louise Quinn will play. I really hope she does because she was in a boot a couple of days back uh, and a black eye, but, you know, she's no bother playing with that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm all of the above, um, but I can't wait to watch them play. Say Ireland do make it out of the group stages. How are you celebrating? Tell me. Well, it's a difficult one because I don't like to think that far, Chloe. Because then, <laughs> then I might get disappointed. We've just, I've just said, I've just said this to you. Um, it also right, means that just, if just throw hope if England into the wind, if England top the group, Chloe, I then have to deal with the fact that me and my wife have to watch our teams play each other for the first time in a major tournament, <laughs> which would be quite stressful. So <laughs> I'm trying not to think too far ahead, if I'm honest. Okay, all right. We'll keep it present. We'll keep it present. There's still a lot of games to play before we reach that situation. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Upfront. We're back on Friday after the Lionesses take on Denmark in their second group stage game. Uh, remember to subscribe in your podcast app and get in touch with your questions in the meantime on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely tell us what the best World Cup goal celebration that you've seen is so far. Does it top Alexandra Pops? ET phone home. I mean, the only answer is yes. Uh, I am at Morgan underscore 89. Rach is at Girls on the Ball and our new Twitter and Instagram at Upfront underscore pod. You can also find us on YouTube at Upfront pod. See you soon. Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.